Welcome to the Muckle Teal Football Show. My name is Miles. Episode 51. Follow us at MUK underscore football on Twitter. At MUK underscore football. Subscribe, share, review on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts. What a day. <laughs> what a weekend of divisional round football. The Los Angeles Rams avoid complete collapse in what could be Tom Brady's final game, winning at 30 to 27. And then Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes dueling in an all time classic. The Chiefs win that one 42 to 36 in overtime. Unbelievable. And we, we got so much to talk about. Let's let's talk about the morning game. Tampa Bay hosting the Los Angeles Rams on NBC. Right off the bat, it was just strange <laughs> to have Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. You know, it's noon here on the West Coast. I'm I'm sitting here drinking coffee and listening to Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. Here's a guy. It was just weird. It's kind of disorienting. <laughs> um, the Rams built the lead 27 to three, and they gave up that lead entirely to Tom Brady <laughs> with four critical fumbles, a missed kick. They went from 27 to three to 27 to 27. But the Rams pull it out in the end. Stafford and Cooper Cup, they snatch victory from the jaws of defeat with 40 seconds to go. It was exciting. Odell Beckham Jr. said at the at the end there when he was being interviewed, he said, take your blood pressure pills. Take your blood pressure pills. And good advice considering the next game <laughs> as well. Um, when the game started, it seemed like it was going to be a, a snoozer, sort of like, okay, lazy Sunday. The Rams are dominating. The, the Buccaneers are overmatched. There's just too many positional injuries for Tom Brady. The, the pass rush of Donald and Von Miller and Leonard Floyd is just, just too much. Meanwhile, the Rams offense was doing good. You know, Stafford to cup, Akers, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. humming on offense. Um, they just, they kind of, they went up 27 to three. There was a, uh, you know, a Devin white overplay to play and, and, and Stafford uh, took advantage of that and got a touchdown. There was a 70 yard touchdown to Cooper cup, which was a blown coverage. Then there was a Stafford sneak. There was an interception. Uh, you know, it was just, everything was going wrong for the Buccaneers and, and it's 20 to three at halftime. Uh, the Rams actually had a chance to get some more points at the half but Cam Akers fumbles it on the two-yard line. The ball is out before his head hits the ground. It's okay, though. It's 20-3. 20, 20 the Rams got this pretty well in hand. I'm sure that won't that won't come back to, <laughs> to bite him. Stafford got this, his second touchdown in um in the third quarter. It's you know, seven minutes, 37 seconds left in the third quarter. It's not 28 to 3. It's 27 to 3. That's how you keep Tom Brady down. <laughs> Uh, but we got our money's worth in this game because at that point, we got the fake comeback. The comeback that wasn't before the comeback that was. Because we're in the we're in the um in the third quarter, Cooper Cup fumbles the ball. Buccaneers get the ball. Leonard Fournette scores a touchdown. 
Buccaneers have a little bit of life. They're still down 15, you know, and then the Rams go three and out. Uh, and the fourth quarter begins and they punt it back to Tom Brady. And it's like, oh no, here comes Tom Brady. They're down 15 with the fourth quarter to go. And now the Rams just went three and out. It's first and 10 for the Buccaneers and Von Miller strip sack fumble and recovery. That's why they paid Von Miller for exactly this, for exactly this reason. Cause Aaron Donald was a force all game. They could not contain Miller and Floyd on the sides. They didn't have the resources to because Aaron Donald was crushing things. Um, Brady goes to the sideline and you're just like, okay, well, that was a little bit of a, a little bit of a scare. And Tom Brady just goes right down the little steps into his little ancient crypt, puts on his, his uh, hooded cloak and, and, you know, turns on the candles or whatever and says, you know, to the devil that he sold his soul to it's time <laughs> because then first and 10 Rams after that amazing strip sack fumble recovery by Von Miller, the Ram center hikes the ball while Matt Stafford is not paying attention in any way. JPP recovers an eight finger recovery and it's right back to Tom Brady. It's right back to Tom Brady. And you're thinking, oh my goodness, here we go. And then it's a turnover on downs. I mean, it was just a real swing. Rams get the, you know, the Brady, it's a turnover on downs. Rams then waste like half of the fourth quarter on the next drive. And again, it was fun. It was, it was fun. It was nice to at least get some interesting fourth quarter stuff. Uh, Rams get to get to the 29 yard line. They're lining up for a field goal. And at this point, you're just grateful that there was some excitement. That's why I call it the fake comeback. But Brady, he's down in that crypt. He's got the hood on. He's got the shadowy figures, you know, the the ancient Sith behind him. And Brady calls on the devil again. And Matt Gay misses that field goal. Short from 47. Rams kicker, Matt Gay, former Buccaneers kicker. I mean, when... When is the last time you saw a kick come up short from under 50 yards? I mean, seriously, has that happened all year long without being blocked? A 47-yard kick short? So Brady and the Bucks get the ball again, and again, turnover on downs. <laughs> we just like cannot get this comeback started. The Rams punt, and finally at the very end, it's 27 to 13. That's when we get the real comeback. That's why I didn't talk about the fake comeback because there was a lot of excitement in there, but then it's the real comeback. The Rams punt. There's four minutes left. The Rams roll their defense to Scotty Miller because he had just caught a pass. They leave Jalen Ramsey one-on-one with Mike Evans, not the worst thing in the world, but Evans beats Ramsey with a great throw from Brady, 55 yards, touchdown 27 to 20, with uh with you know three minutes left in the game crazy crazy but hey the rams they just had a successful couple of drives they can do this right hand it off to cam makers down the middle they're very conservative all second half don't do that don't be conservative you know uh collinsworth was saying it the whole time you have to play offense you have to play offense. And he even said, I know it's scary, <laughs> but you have to play offense. And they're handing it off up the middle. They've already got three fumbles. They get a fourth. They get a fourth. Former Lion, Ndamukong Sue, 
former Ram, Nandamakan Sue, forces that critical fumble on Cam Akers, and we are in full meltdown mode for the Rams. Akers' second fumble lost, cup lost one, the high snap. It, it's, it's suddenly Tom Brady's down seven with three minutes to go, and he I mean, I think he's on like the 30-yard line at that point. It's a foregone conclusion that this game is going at least to be tied. Um, Lions fans, by the way, considering the Stafford heroics and Ndamukong Sue here, perhaps they were out and about on the town. Maybe a Lions fan was out at a friend's house flipping channels, surprised to see, oh, hey, I didn't know there was football on, on January. Mid check to see if it's a rerun. No, it's not a rerun. There is football in January, and they see their first overall pick in 2009. Doing some great things today, Matthew Stafford. Their second overall pick in 2010, and Sue forcing the key fumble in the game. Had to be fun for the Lions fans, at least in some way. I, I don't know, maybe not. Uh, but after the Acres fumble, playoff Lenny runs it in on a brilliant fourth and inches call. Because with Tom Brady, like, you know, 1,000 for 1,005 on quarterback sneaks. Everybody's loading up the line of scrimmage, and it's this little outside handoff to Leonard Fournette, who jumps to 10 postseason touchdowns. Leonard Fournette has as many touchdowns in the playoffs as Tony Dorsett, Randy Moss, Larry Zonka, more than Roger Craig, more than Lynn Swan, more than Andre Reed, more than Reggie Wayne. Remember, he had that, I think, three-touchdown game with Jacksonville, but anyway. 27 to 27, the Tampa Bay fans are going nuts. The internet's going nuts. Atlanta, the city of Atlanta probably can't even watch just by proxy. They've done it again. Tom Brady has come back from 27 to 3 to tie the game at 27 to 27 with 40 seconds left. You, you got to be kidding me. How can this be? We're all writing our obituaries for Tom Brady. How long? How long can the shadow <laughs> of Tom Brady hang over the NFL? That's what I was thinking at this time. Like, you got to be kidding me. We were looking forward to Rams 49ers, and now it's 27 to 27, and Tom Brady might be in the title game again. How? Aaron Andrews reporting, you know, oh, the, the eastern sky grows dark, but in the west, <laughs> a pale light lingers. A voice was crying. Your doom is near at hand. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Um, 40 seconds left. It's tied. That's what I was feeling at the time. But there was hope. There was hope. Matt Stafford gets the ball with 40 seconds. Went into the maintenance shed. Dipped the ball in holy water or something. To just get rid of this this curse that the Rams, these tailspin. And with the Tom Brady shadow looming over like Mount Doom. Mordor in the east. Matt Stafford. First to Cooper Cup to the sideline for 20 yards. Then deep down the slot seam for 44 yards to the like the 16-yard line. Everybody's in disbelief. It was just a boom, boom. And everyone on TV is exclaiming, there is some good in this world, Mr. Frodo. And it's worth fighting for. 
was amazing. That that first twenty yard catch, just breaking down that the Stafford gets the ball. There's forty seconds left. The first twenty yard catch from the twenty four yard line to the forty four yard line. That's just Cup crossing across the middle. He gets out of bounds. Great play. Great play sets them up for what I thought was going to be, uh, you know, a, a fairly interesting little part here. If they could cross midfield and get into field goal range, they get up there. The second catch deep up the seam in the slot cup got past that safety. Antoine Winfield He's one-on-one with a safety Stafford loops it over down right into the bread basket of really the best receiver in the NFL this year. Cooper cup 44 yards down to the 12 yard line. Then Matt Gay kicks it in, wins the game, silences the Tampa Bay crowd as time expires. Tampa Bay crowd joining the Tennessee crowd and Green Bay crowd this weekend of filing out in disbelief after a walk-off field goal from the underdog visitors. But I do want to talk about that little that last little drive there because the highlights, they don't do justice to what happened to what to the brilliance of Stafford there and, and cup. If you watch it on YouTube, it like fades to black, you know, between both plays, but the actual important part was the tempo with which Stafford and the Rams got up to the ball because cup went out of bounds. He stopped the clock. They caught the Buccaneers off guard with how fast they got up to the ball and snapped that next play. Because the Buccaneers relaxed a little bit. The clock stopped. Okay, the Rams don't have to freak out about it. But they did freak out about it. They got up there super fast. And the Buccaneers players admitted. Levante David, the Buccaneers inside linebacker who calls those plays, he admitted later that the defensive call, play call, was not fully communicated to all of the Buccaneers. So we've got people showing diagrams of, of cover zero and what was called, but you don't know what was called. You know what happened. You don't know what was called. I feel like we just got these film guys who post things on on things like, you know what happened, not what was called. You don't know every player's assignment. Remember that dis- distinction. So the Bucks rushed six. Doesn't mean they were supposed to rush six. They and actually kind of rushed seven. They rushed six, and Levante David came up towards the line of scrimmage. So you got seven guys around the line of scrimmage in this situation, one safety goes to the tight end, one safety, one-on-one with Cooper Cup. It was a bizarre looking, and it looks really dumb from the Buccaneers, but it makes more sense if you understand that they got up there and they ran the play faster than Tampa Bay was expecting. Stafford and McVay deserve a lot of credit for that. It was pretty cool. And Cup finishes nine catches, 183 yards, a touchdown. Got the triple crown, led the league in yards, receptions, touchdowns this year, and he's keeping it going in the playoffs. What a game. This game will get so much comparison to the 2016 season Super Bowl, the 28-3 Patriots victory over the Falcons, Tom Brady's greatest moment, in, in my opinion, that comeback. And we'll see, you know, it will be like how the Rams almost shared the same fate as the Falcons. They almost blew 27 to three while the Falcons did blow 28 to three. But I, I personally think these games are very different. Uh, that 2016 Super Bowl versus Atlanta, Tom Brady had no room for error and he just didn't, didn't error. He consistently drove the Patriots down for touchdowns, long drives, just 
there was he had to be 100% and he was while the Falcons protected the ball at all costs and they were definitely playing too conservative but Brady played perfect and they just he just overwhelmed them with consistency and they won that game this game Brady I mean there was there was multiple turnover on downs there there's interceptions or a strip sack fumble right in the middle of the comeback in this game, it was really more on the Rams than than Brady, in my opinion. Way more on the Rams than the Falcons, comparatively. Talking about those, I mean, there's four fumbles. There's a there's a missed field goal that was pretty key. I think the Rams actually deserved to lose more than the Falcons did. Uh, but there were some super fun sequences here. Uh, just some of the stuff that we watched, you know, just trying to appreciate it. You know, Rob Gronkowski chip blocking on Aaron Donald or Von Miller or, you know, going letting Miller go past and Brady throws it to to, to Gronk for, for first down. Like Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady sequences. I mean, those are four first ballot Hall of Famers. Donald Gronk and Brady in serious arguments for best of, of their position at all time. So pretty crazy. And this is probably the end for Tom Brady. Maybe not. You know, who knows? We could talk about that all off season. Um, I thought this was going to be a blowout right when Brady got that first unsportsmanlike conduct penalty of his career. <laughs> when he yelled at the ref, of all he's 44 years old he's played more games than anybody and that was his first unsportsmanlike conduct penalty of all time at least according to the nbc broadcast it's kind of like when michael jordan or kobe or maybe lebron someday finally stop getting every single call when they drive in the lane it's when you know oh they're losing this game you just you just know it but they came back uh and when you tell the story of the 21st century football you the one of the first things that has to come out of your mouth is Tom Brady. I mean, I have a special episode planned for all the legacies that Tom Brady ruined. If he does retire, 14 title games, 10 Super Bowl appearances, 7 Super Bowl rings, he is the best quarterback of all time. And Tampa Bay is out. We will go yet another year without a back-to-back champion. Last one was 2003, 2004, Patriots. All right, let's get to the other game, which was somehow even better than that. I mean, oh my gosh, I don't think we're going to cut this one in under 30 minutes here. Kansas City hosting the Buffalo Bills. Before the game ahead in my notes, I firmly believe that these are two of the best teams in the NFL. That's in my notes. I don't think I need to say that anymore, though now I have, but I don't need the firmly believe part. I think most people consider this to be the Super Bowl, or certainly at least playing for the Super Bowl favorite. The, whoever whoever won this game is now the favorite. It, it may have been one of the greatest football games to have ever been played. I don't know. Maybe that's in the moment. Maybe that's in the moment, but you know, everybody knows what happened, or, or do they? I mean, so much happened. This this game was insane, especially for the ending. Josh Allen touchdown with two minutes left in the game. Mahomes answers with Tyreek Hill with a, with about a minute left in the game. Touchdown. Uh, Josh Allen drives him again for another touchdown with 13 seconds. And then Mahomes gets them into field goal range with 13 seconds. Mahomes to Hill. Mahomes to Kelsey. Forces the overtime. And the Chiefs waltz down the field for the Travis Kelsey touchdown and advance 
to host a fourth straight AFC title game. I am exhausted. We are all exhausted. It was a good game before that ending, before the three back, two back, two back, 75-yard touchdown drives, before the 13-second field goal drive by Mahomes. Unbelievable. We were, you know, I was watching it here, was running around the house, or just getting pumped. Our dog, Obi-Wan, he's half scared, half excited, trying to figure out what exactly sounds are coming out of me and Kathleen watching this TV show. I was just watching this all-time classic. We had a fire going, some drams of Glendronic 18 that I poured around the start of the fourth quarter, you know, saying, hey, you know, this is basically the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I'm not really knowing what type of ending this would be, but I was glad I was drinking Glendronic 18 at that time. It's a hell of a dram. Highly recommend. In fact, I'm drinking some right now. And, and, and the fact that it capped off one of the greatest playoff weekends in history. I, I'm really going to have to dive into that a little bit more. Um, but I, I'm pretty confident that to have all four games end with these walk-off touchdowns, with the star power that was on the field, I'm pretty confident in it. Pretty confident in it. Um, I'll say my initial feeling was a, like, like I said, I'm exhausted, but my initial feeling was just sick for Buffalo. Yes, this was an all-time classic game, but I just feel so bad for Josh Allen and the city of Buffalo who... When I started watching football, my first experience of football is watching Buffalo lose the Super Bowl, that first Super Bowl to the Cowboys, and then watch them lose the second. Those are my first two games that I ever watched. Um, Non-Seahawk games, of course. First games that I watched for fun and to enjoy football. Um, I, I now hope the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, if not just to honor this game with a retroactive crowning of Buffalo as the runner-up champions, because we had the two best play, two best teams in football play tonight. Um, kind of like all those years with the Steve Young 49ers and the, the Troy Aikman Cowboys. Like, you knew. You kind of knew whoever won that was going to take the Super Bowl. Josh Allen, 329 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, 68 rushing yards many of them roll out designed runs with a convoy in front of them called in crucial spots third down fourth down was really really impressive pat mahomes 344 yards three touchdowns zero interceptions 69 rushing yards also some back-breaking runs most of his were scrambles uh to to just pick up those back-breaking first downs on on uh, on third so you, you could not ask for better quarterback play in a game. This this game will go down as an all-timer for that reason. And I'm just so sick for Josh Allen, man. His playoff run ends with two games, 633 yards, nine touchdowns, no interceptions, 77, seven, or 77% completion rates, 174 yards rushing, so basically about 800 plus yards of total offense from him in two games. One and one record. He gets the the he, he gets the same fate as Ryan Danahill eliminated in divisional round. It's 
It's unbelievable. Neither quarterback deserved to lose this game. They ha- they have ascended. Like Allen and Mahomes, the whole the whole story all year was they figured it out. Allen and Mahomes, they they can't be patient. The two high shell is the kryptonite for them. They've come out of it stronger, better, more patient quarterbacks, but still have that stunning play calling. I mean, they showed their patient side with the way the the game started seven to seven in the first quarter really was just two big long drives one from the bills uh to start the game where they went for it on fourth at midfield they went for a fourth and goal touchdown and one uh one from the chiefs where mahomes did it with his legs 49 of his rushing yards were on that first first drive and they they basically ate up the first quarter by the way don't hear any phil simms's or rex ryan's complaining about the bills opening drive fourth down conversions i mean think about without that if the bills would have settled for a field goal like rex ryan absolutely would have they would have lost the game way earlier they wouldn't even had a chance at the at the end here they needed that touchdown in the first drive it's amazing it's amazing um it's 14 to 14 at the half you know this game will be remembered as a shootout and there's there's way too much scoring at the end for it to be remembered any other way but the Bills and the Chiefs defenses, you know, they were exhausted for a reason at the end. It's because they brought it. They brought the hitting. You know, the Chiefs, they lost Tyron T- Matthew. They made a big stop, and they they forced the Bills to, to punt for the first time in 13 possessions <laughs> going back to week 18. And they, and they forced them to punt a few more times. This game wasn't necessarily just go up and down, up and down the field. The Bills punted four times. The Chiefs punched punted twice. You know there was uh, there was some some key some key stops. You know the the Bills forced um, uh, forced a field goal. They had a big stop after a Tyreek Hill punt return um, that was also crucial. You know Hill returned it into the red zone, and the Bills made a stop. The defenses weren't like abysmal in this game, as the score makes it seem. Second half, super exciting. It's actually, there were great plays in the third quarter. We may not remember them because of how it ended, but we had that that uh, jet sweep to Miko Hardman for the for the Chiefs to take the lead. I mean, he, he, he comes back behind Mahomes, gets it to the left, and we just lost him for a minute in the sea, and he just came bursting out with speed. It is not fair that the Chiefs have Miko Hardman and Tyreek Hill. Hardman certainly doesn't have the, the polish, but man, that is a fast man. And then the the Bills have been, they were stuck at 14 points, basically all of the third quarter after the Hardman jet sweep, Josh Allen gets it, touchback first and 10 and a laser bomb deep 75 yards to Gabriel Davis. It was in the air. That, that throw was so unique. That touchdown 75 yards, just Josh Allen's back in the game, you know, but that throw was something else It's 58 air yards but it was just on a trajectory that and speed that was so low and and impressive it's like it had the same trajectory and speed that like you and i would have firing a football at the mailbox from 10 feet away but josh allen had like that same velocity and angle at it but 58 yards down the field. There's a reason those safeties look so out of place because you just you don't see somebody get the ball to someone at that angle so far down the field. It was a brilliant throw. Brilliant throw. But the but that Hardman play, that that Allen throw, 
you know, they'll be forgotten in comparison to the the legendary final final two minutes of this game. So will that punt return by Tyreek Hill and the and the Bills defenses stop there? Um, so fourth quarter, Josh Allen gets the ball with eight fifty five left, converting third downs, a wild fourth and four scramble. Finally, we get to third and six in the red zone, and Big Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones shows up again, throws up the play, says enough is enough. And Allen just like in the chaos of the pocket, like kind of dumps it to Singletary, who's right there with Josh Allen, also getting swallowed up in this havoc that Chris Jones and Melvin Ingram have, have, have created. And Singletary shouldn't have caught it, actually, and that and he did, and the clock runs the two minute warning as a as a result. Now it's fourth and thirteen on the twenty seven yard line. Bills need a touchdown to score. It's a two minute warning. I was writing up my "I told you Chris Jones would make the big play" article, <laughs> and we get that fourth and thirteen coming on the two minute warning. Allen drops back, great pocket. Gabriel D- Davis, who ever heard of him? He's all over this game. Four touchdowns, two hundred something yards. Beats his man, falls down. He's wide open, wide open, as Jim Nance said. 27-yard touchdown with 154 to go. Everybody's going nuts. The Bills have taken the lead. I mean, all of these plays, like, holy crap. Like, <laughs> uh, what I thought at the time was the biggest play, though, was the two-point conversion right after because that, that put them up one point. So they needed that two-point conversion with 154. Otherwise, it's like, okay, you know, Mahomes has two minutes and three timeouts to get a field goal like Buffalo scored too soon and they're going to lose, but they get that two point conversion is very important. Allen, he spent like nine seconds, spent nine seconds back there, rolling to his left, hit Stefan Diggs on the back line. Diggs nowhere to be found today, seven yards, but that was an important play that that two point conversion. He gets his feet down on the back line, celebrates a little bit. He also beat up a fan who was running onto the field. I love Romo. Diggs uh, took a little bit of his frustration out on that, uh, that guy because the guy, you know, he's running from security and Diggs tackled him. Oh, I love that. Um, you know, and I, I think pretty much everyone agreed the Bills scored too quickly. The Chiefs uh, are going to kick the field goal and they're going to call it a day. We're going to go to overtime. Well, Mahomes gets it, third and 10, throws it to Kelsey for 11 yards, and then this middle of the field, I don't know why I'm telling you like you didn't know about this, but that's kind of the theme of the podcast. We go through go through the plays, and I'll provide commentary as we go. The Pat Mahomes drops back in the middle of the field, the dart to Tyreek Hill, the Bills were just flat-footed. You know, Hill was in full stride off a great throw. It's about like 14 yards from the line of scrimmage. Mahomes hits Hill. Uh and yards after catch, Hill is at the straight line speed in a full sprint. And the Bills secondary, they're all kind of standing there. Uh, they're, they're just not not at the a- right angle. And there's not much time to get to the right angle because Tyreek Hill is so fast. And he, and he just weaves right through the Bills for 50 yards after the catch. 64-yard touchdown, 102 remaining. Buffalo, what happened? How did you do that? But now, Kansas City, oh, geez, did you score too quick? I mean... The taunting, though, on that play. Why does every player get taunting calls except for Tyreek Hill in this case? You know, we ruined whole football games all regular season for this penalty. Tyreek Hill's shoving in the Bills' faces with the peace sign as he ran down the sidelines. exactly what we say we don't want. I mean, 
it's a shit show if that gets called. I admit, and I, I would probably be here upset about it as well. I'm, I'm glad they didn't because the play did happen. Tyreek Hill made the touchdown, you know, um, but it is a reason to root against Tyreek Hill along with his past beating of women. Uh, I mean, it's a fact. I mean, it's not on me to pretend that he didn't. Um, but I mean, him just being a jerk there doesn't affect the play. So I'm, I'm fine. It, it, it was, uh, it was not called, but I mean, also the other thing that makes me upset is why did he do that? I mean, that's what the Buccaneers did to him. He did it to the Buccaneers and then they did it to him while they were blowing the, the chiefs out in the Super Bowl. What did the bills do? What did the Buffalo do? Why are you taking it out on us? <laughs> but Josh Allen responds with the drive of his life. This is why this game is a classic. Cause we got like five endings. It's like the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I just cannot get over it. 28 yards to Gabriel Davis, 12 yards, 16 yards to Emmanuel Sanders. In one minute, Josh Allen just drives them down the field and gets Gabriel Davis again, his fourth touchdown, 19 yards for the touchdown with 13 seconds left. Buffalo's going nuts. It's a beautiful drive. The deep, both defenses just completely on the ropes. We've just completed back to back to back 75 yard drives. I mean, even the coaches on the sidelines are getting tired going back and forth so much. I'm running around the house. Obi-Wan's getting pumped. Kathleen's watching. <laughs> Buffalo, they were celebrating too. They were celebrating over there like they were going to the title game. But then comes the curious decision to not squib kick. I really don't get it. Tony Romo on air said, you know, he did not agree with it as it happened. Um, and with those 13 seconds after <laughs> Allen got the game winning touchdown, the Mahomes got the game winning touchdown, then Allen got the game winning touchdown, Mahomes in 13 seconds, Hill for 19 yards, Kelsey for 25 yards. Buffalo's exhausted. He's in the field goal range. <laughs> They're in this flat foot prevent defense, Buffalo. 13 seconds. Mahomes gets them in the field goal range. And with his two main guys, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Harrison Butker kicks it, 49-yard field goal, and they win. I mean, the, the broadcast was talking about how long is too long for Harrison Butker to try this. Now, people are going to go over the squib kick. And they, and, and as they should, in my opinion, um, you got to take time off there. That was the first moment in the game that a coach didn't respect the quarterback on the other sideline that they, that, you know, Sean McDermott believed there was more of a chance that something go wrong on the kickoff than if they give it to Mahomes with 13 seconds. That was the first chance because this game was aggressive, knowing what was happening on the other side. There was a lot of respect for the offense, uh, the offensive production on the other side. But that was the first time, and that sucks for the Bills that they they blinked first and then the traditional way uh, won out. Um, and then the coin and the coin toss is basically the game after Butker makes that kick, uh, with both defenses reeling so hard. Allen calls it, and uh, apparently it's his first time getting the call wrong all year. And Buffalo's hearts just sink. I don't know if this is worse than wide right, but we already knew at that point that it was over. Mahomes drives the field like butter. It felt a lot like the 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 Patriots getting the ball in that Atlanta Super Bowl. You know, it was just a foregone conclusion. And and Nicole Hardman to the eight yard line and then Kelsey with the game winner. You know, and I know many people are saying the other big topic right now is overtime rules need to change. Josh Allen should have had a shot. 
And I think that's fine. I mean, I would prefer if the rules were like a set time, like basketball, just, just so we could watch like the clock management, you know, that we could, we could see kind of all the players in the game play in overtime. But ultimately, I mean, there, there isn't anything in the rule that says you have to give up a touchdown, you know, I mean, that's kind of letting the defense off pretty easy. Maybe if, maybe if like the first team scores, then they, then the second team gets a chance to answer. But, uh, you know, you do run the risk of just the game going forever. And speaking of, of, um, you know, some of the classic games of the past, thinking of like San Diego, Miami, 1981, look it up. Uh, the quality of play in a football game does, does, uh, degrade pretty fast going deep into a fifth quarter or sixth quarter of football. Football's a brutal, brutal game. So, you know, you do got to kind of think about that. Um, but the chiefs win the Mahomes, Kelsey Hill legacy gets a huge boost today. These chiefs are, they're kind of with the greatest show on turf right now. They got one ring and, and two other years of, of good success. They're a part of NFL history, but they're not a dynasty. They're not a dynasty unless they win the Super Bowl this year. So got a chance to change that with the next two years, but the bills, the Buffalo bills, write Another chapter into their heartbreak book. I mean, this just sucks. I, I, I legitimately was, you know, kind of sitting with my hands in my head after Kelsey scored that touchdown. I and mean, despite my enthusiasm for the game and for the weekend as a whole, as a neutral fan, this was amazing. I just could not help but feel sick for Buffalo, for Josh Allen. Yeah, I don't know. But that's football. That's football. And I hope they bounce back and I hope they get a Super Bowl ring. I really do. Um, but what a weekend. What a weekend. We got the aesthetics of the red 49ers and the Green Bay snow. Debo Samuel, that third and seven draw. Robbie Gold kicking it through to send the Packers home. Bengals star quarterback Joe Burrow, the 19-yard outbreaker to Joe Mar Chase, the 52-yard field goal from McPherson, cold-blooded, the city of Cincinnati waking up to football success for the first time since the George H.W. Bush administration, <laughs> since Boomer Esiason, since the icky shuffle. It's fun. The Rams staving off full collapse against the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, in bid of an eighth Super Bowl. And just when all seemed lost, the collapse seemed full and complete. Matthew Stafford toiling in Detroit for 12 years, nowhere near the divisional round for his whole career, much less the title game to Cooper cup for two huge plays to knock off the defending champions. And then the all time classic, the Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, efficiency, superstar playmaker bowl. When this ended, this game is being called the greatest game ever. And I, I really do think it's up there. I think this was our super bowl. And it was stunning. It was stunning. And I'm still sick for Buffalo. We'll be back Wednesday to talk over the title games. We're going to, we're going to, San Francisco is going to go to Los Angeles and Cincinnati's going to go to Kansas city. And I don't know what to expect. Uh, if we can, we can even, I don't know. Can we be so greedy as to hope for some great games still to come? It is amazing. I am Miles. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you Wednesday. Good night.